You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hello, people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Bellwether's podcast. This is Matthews, and today we have a special guest. Her name is Ruji Raja. She's the founder of Affirmation Darling. She's all the way from Los Angeles, and her story is okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a disclaimer right now. So people who want to get your Kleenexes or your tissue papers or your towels, make sure you have it ready because we are going in for a pretty emotional ride. But I tell you, this story is truly amazing. There's nothing like I've ever heard, and you know her experience is gonna blow your minds and how she's about to talk about how how her life transformed the last three to five years, and she's gonna tell you all the stories. And you know, so without further ado. Uh, Rishi Raja, welcome to Bell with Us podcast. It's a true honor to have you over here. Thank you so much, Matthew. Um, I am very excited. I am so thankful to be here, and I can't wait to share my story without any filter because I can talk about God so freely here. So thank you for giving me that safe space to talk about how God did this whole thing from scratch. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. We want to change lives. We want, we want, we want to speak into lives the story that everybody has what God is doing to them. And I believe that every person has a unique story, what God does. And, you know, and they need to be given the voice to do that. And if they, if they can do that, you know, more people will know about what God is doing and who God is and what, what is happening in this world. And I think a broken world like this in a season of COVID and in a season of depression and anxiety and all these things, we need Jesus more than ever. And this is like the time that we need to spread the word of God and just spread what Jesus, what, Jesus stood for what the cross is and the cross is equal to love. And we need to tell that story. So, you know, that's exactly why we are doing this. And, you know, again, we are so happy to have you here. And, you know, yeah. we got, I mean, I'm excited. So, you know, so do you mind talk, telling us in about like two sentences or, or about you? Just like a small, very crisp statement. Yeah. So uh, my name is Vivi and I was born and raised in Kuwait. And I moved from, I moved from Kuwait to Dallas when we got, my husband and I got married and then we moved to LA to pursue acting when we got a nudge from God saying that this is what he wants us to do, to pursue Hollywood. And so um, everyone has uh, these stories where they say that we got, this is our this is the vision from God and this is our mission field. And I can't believe, like I still pinch myself and I say, oh, Hollywood is our ministry or our mission field. And it's something that usually people don't say. And so when everyone says like, why don't you go to countries where God has not been spoken about? And I'm like, I think I've come across nine out of 10 people who are doing that already, but I don't find too many Christians in Hollywood who are like, you know, like um, out there, bold Christians. Like I've seen a lot of surface level Christians, but I think God wants us to do way, way more than that. And so here I am hoping to be unashamed of my, who my God is and what my, where my faith is. Wow, that that's that's awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, changing Hollywood—that's pretty crazy. Now, I, I mean, when we started off this conversation before the recording, and I told you, like, now I'm a I'm a bit insane. I'm a crazy person for Jesus, but I think you know, I just found someone who's like a bit more crazier than me who actually went to Hollywood. So I think that's pretty crazy. But you know, but there's nothing as crazy as faith. You know, trusting in a God who's an, who in an impossible God who does everything working out. So I'm so happy. I'm. I mean, I'm just glad. So I, let's just kick this off. Uh, let's head off to our first question. Uh, so I think this is like pretty. Uh, this might be pretty emotional, but you know, I'm just gonna go ahead with this. Uh, what prompted you to start Affirmation, darling? Well, before I know whoever's listening, I said. 
I'm an actor. And now you're asking what start, what, what made me start affirmation darling. So just a little to uh, explain that, clear that confusion. So I came to LA as an actor, still an actor, still pursuing Hollywood. And while we were pursuing that journey, the story that I'm going to say happened. And through that is why I started affirmation darling. So now that I've said that, let me start. <laughs> uh, moved to LA for acting and we thought we had it all figured out and then everything gets stripped off and we ended up becoming homeless and we moved into a car on November 1, 2017, which is so significant to us because um, we started seeing the number of le- number 11 everywhere since like from July to November and God speaks in numbers to us. I'm a huge uh, believer in that. And so I, Levin means transition. I looked it up in the Bible and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, what transition are we? Like, I have never had, we've never encountered anything as um, tragic to us as this. So we didn't know that this was going to be what it was. We just thought it was going to be a relocation or losing a job or something of that sort, but never losing everything, you know? So, and before that I had a, a God gave me a dream and that dream, I, uh, it was very elaborate. But to summarize, it, it's, it, it felt like everything was going to be taken away. And there was, it was a snake dream, which I hate so much. And I'm like, I do not like snake dreams, Lord. You know that. And then I, at the end of the dream, like I, I'm like, basically, it's like the snake dripping venom down my throat. And I felt like I'm dying. and I'm holding my tummy in pain. And I'm like, I'm dying, I'm dying. And I'm in bed with my, and I'm sleeping in bed. And my mom and my brother are on my right and left side. I'm like waking them up. They're not even like budging. And then after a few minutes, the, the whole burning sensation, like I felt like I was on fire. It just subsided. And then after that, they wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm not dead. I'm still alive. And I told this to my husband in the dream. It was like three months before all that happened. And I was like, what was that all about? And then the day off, November 1, I'm sitting in the storage trying to figure out how to fit our stuff in. And I just broke down crying. And I felt like I was like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I think it was a panic attack. And I, I, and I just said it out in so much anger and emotion. I was like, God, why did you spare my breath? You should have just taken that too. And I cried, like it, I still get emotion. Like I fell on my knees and I started crying and I held my tummy the exact same way as I saw in the dream. And I felt this burning sensation in the pit of my stomach. And then immediately I heard God's voice saying, this is what I showed you that this is going to happen. And through those two years, my family was not there for me because of course I chose not to tell them. But at the same time in the dream, God said, no one is going to be there by your side when you go through this pain. Because in the dream, I'm trying to wake up my family and they were not there. And after the whole thing, they wake up and I tell them that I made it out. And so exact, I felt like this whole dream manifested like in those two years where I fell through that pain. That I, we both went through that pain. We woke up, we came out of it uh, victoriously. And so those two years has been, wow. Uh, the way we navigated it, like we didn't even have a, a, a homelessness for dummies guidebook or anything like that. We just, well, we were just doing it as, you know, as the day came by. And we have contemplated taking our lives three times at least. And every time we come to that point, we're like, no, why, why are we thinking this? If we can think about ending our lives, why don't we think of continuing our lives? What can we do to keep keep going forward? And so 
two years later, this and I uh, this year we got a job last year. We lost our job uh, due to COVID. So we're sitting this year, and I took it as a thing. Like I'm like God, I want you to tell me. I know I've been asking this question, but this year you said 2020 is going to be a year of perfect vision. 2020 vision. Well, this is funny. I'm laughing right now. Can you at least give me a 2020 vision, like uh, clarity on why we went through homelessness? And so here I am sitting every day. I felt like I, I started getting more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, like show me all this aspects. So every time I'm sitting or showering or just watching TV or something, God's like, this is why, this is why, this is why. And I'm writing down and writing all these down in my journal. And I'm like, wow. And, and then God's like, it was all your positive mindset. You kept, you kept coming to me. You came to me in pain and sorrow and joy, everything. And we were reflecting on it and we were like, well, there was, there were few days, maybe two out of 10 days, we would be sad. The rest of the days we were so positive and always filled with joy. Like we had everything in the world. We didn't have, we, we did not like live our life. Like we lacked anything. We made you, we took advantage of whatever we had at the moment. So God is like, this is called gratitude. This is how, this is how you need to be grateful. So here I am losing my job and I'm crying. God's like, you lost everything, not just a job. You lost everything and you were so happy. Can we do that again? So every time I come to that place of like, of, uh, feeling down and disappointed or in despair. And God's like, I've done this before. Remember? I'm like, yes, Lord, how can I forget two years? And so here, so this year I sat on and looked through my journal on all the, the positive things and the thoughts and what, why God, you know, gave us that journey. And I was like, these are a lot of positive statements I've written in my, in my journal. So that's when I was like, I don't want to waste the story. I want to be able to use the story as a blessing. God did not make us go through that journey for no reason. And so that's how we launched Affirmation Darling. So Affirmation Darling is basically all any and all products that come into through our brand are going to be based on these powerful affirmations. And so I the all the affirm, all affirmations that I wrote uh, I wrote down, which is like 23. Actually, I have 150 of them in my journal. I've only written 23 as a product because I was like, no one's going to be able to handle that many. And so <laughs> even it is a market where it is, this is US. It's a huge thing over here for positive mindset, mental wellness. So I want to write this as a motivational, a life coach situation kind of thing. So it's basically the tagline is a pocket-sized life coach, but cheaper than therapy. So it's not just I am happy or I'm, it's not that. It's much more. Mine has affirmations and actions to go with it because I'm sitting in this car and I'm reading these affirmations on Google. It's like, I'm happy right here, right now. I'm like looking in the car. I'm like, I am not happy living in the car right now. So what can I do to get myself to be happy? So I made these action steps. Like, let's go weekend. Anyway, we're living in the car. We're saving on hotel. Why don't we do a road trip? Or, you know, it was just making, uh, taking advantage of the situation and seeing uh, things to be grateful for. So I wrote all these actions and that's how I came up with the action side of it not knowing that, you know, that I had done this before. So all these 23 affirmation, affirmations, that's what it's called, affirmation plus action. All these 23 affirmations are tried and tested by yours truly. So I know that it worked and I, I really attribute my faith, patience, and these actions that, you know, these are what helped us get out of homelessness. So here we are. <laughs> I mean, that is just like that backstory. It's like, that is mind blowing because 
I've met a lot of entrepreneurs in the last six to one year. I mean, I've met a lot of them, but I've only met a very few entrepreneurs who put their faith in what they do. I mean, you know, who makes their faith in their business and, you know, make a product out of it. And like, just like you said, the affirmation, you know, I mean, we find only very few people and what he just did, that's like, you know, something that, that's like totally crazy because that is like, that's not something that everybody's willing to try off. But, you know, the way that you just did that, you know, that is like, I think that's incredibly huge. And that's actually something that is totally crazy. And I'm like, you know, all that, all that. <laughs> definitely because, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm just like, you know, what a crazy idea to put in some person. And, you know, I mean, I like, I really like the logic, affirmation plus action, affirmation. I mean, I think that, that that's pretty cool. So, yes, let's just get on to the next question. So, uh, you guys had this program called uh, Buy One, Get One uh, a program, right, uh, with your with your brand. So, uh, how do you think that uh, program, Buy One, Get One, has been able to impact the community? Okay. So, Affirmation Darling, it's, it's our uh, our model. That's what it's based on. So, Affirmation Darling is based on a Buy One, Give One model. So when you buy a deck of affirmations from us, we are able to donate another one to a homeless young adult or a youth. So because homelessness is on my our hearts, that's what we want to want to work on. We want to give uh, back to, and so we are partner with Covenant House uh, in California. They're also in New York, and so uh, we were we were just looking for like who what is this nonprofit organization that we need to resonate with. So one, we knew it was supposed to be homelessness because that's where our heart is. And then we were like, we are, we are adults. We aren't young adults when we went through it. So we are adults. So we were able to manage. We could do it. We, we had each other. So we were able to you know navigate through the journey. But what about young adults? What about kids? What about you know uh, the, the teenagers who are reaching their adulthood and then they're like, they're orphans. They don't have family to support, get support from. They don't have resources. And they're young dreamers. They are the next generation, but they don't have these resources to guide them. And so especially us coming from this Indian culture where we do everything what our parents have been asking us to do and never being able to dream, that really still bothers me. And I'm all about breaking that cycle. So we are having, my husband and I are like having this discussion, like when we have children, what are we, what freedom are we giving them? We're like, we're giving them all the freedom. We are not going to tell them what we need to do. They have to choose their own path. So here's these homeless you homeless youth wanting to dream big, but they can't because they don't have these resource, resources. So I want to be able to give these cards into their hands and saying that you don't have permission to not dream. You're just beginning. You're just starting to dream big. So keep doing that. If I could dream big when I was living in my car, how much more you can do because you're such a young mind right now. So these actions are basically for my cards are centered around artists and creatives. So I believe everyone is an artist and creative. Even an Uber, a rideshare driver is an, is a creative because he's thinking of ways to get the passenger to the destination quickly and easily. So it's all about, it's everyone has that creativity. So I'm hoping that these cards will speak to that, speak to that crowd. And so uh, we chose homeless young adults for that reason that uh, that my cards can be helping them guide them mentor them as they step into this new life called adulthood wow that's that's amazing buy one get one you know uh giving one to the community buy one give one not yeah. get one uh, sorry it's buy one give one not get oh, one buy one give one oh okay yeah sure i should have noted that and that's my bad <laughs> 
But still, like, buy one, view one. You know, you're giving something. I mean, you know, with everything, every penny you spend or every dollar you spend, you're giving something uh, something back to the community as well, which is something great. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, you know, a lot of social entrepreneurs actually have this concept. But, you know, thinking about the mainstream people, I mean, if you take all the people in the world, I mean, I don't know how many people would actually think like that to give back to the community. And, you know, I think that is actually absolutely great, you know, giving back. Yeah. So, there's a few brands when we did our research on like how we want to give back uh we were in the beginning we were uh, our uh, model was a portion of proceeds go to the homeless uh, youth but i was like this is not enough and so i'm studying these models like tom's tom's i'm not sure if you're familiar with tom's um it's a shoe oh. brand so it's very big so you uh, you'll you'll come to here you'll see tom's everywhere if you start noticing and so they are a give back <laughs> plan and they are the, the, the original, uh, on the original business who started the buy one, give one is basically their registered trademarks, the buy one, give one. And so everyone, they have been encouraging all the businesses to, you know, take, take up that concept. So what they do is they buy, you buy a shoe, pair of shoes, they give another pair to people in need. And then there's Warby Parker, they buy one, give one glasses, a pair of glasses. And then there's uh, Bombas that do socks. So you buy and give a, give a pair of socks. So here I'm thinking, okay, all these are physical needs. Why is there nothing on mental wellness? Why is there nothing on the emotional well-being? And that's, and I, I don't know if there's anyone else and I hope there's more to come, but I haven't found any. So here I am hoping to pioneer that movement um, for the mental wellness category. So um, that's why I was like more motivated to start do buy one, get one. Wow, that's, that's amazing. You know, but since you mentioned about mental health, you know, that's uh, what my next question was about. So you, you, we all know how the last six months since March has been, you know, has been, uh, I would say, a challenge. It was like, it's like Ooh. a real deal. You know, it's like playing the last stage of Mario. You know, we are like, you know, we are trying to survive. We get killed off. You know, that is exactly what is happening. We are trying to fight it so badly. I mean, we are not trying to fight the virus, but more like we are trying to fight the depression, the anxiety that we are facing. Yeah. And I, I think like the virus part is there, but more likely when we are alone, we are, we are so susceptible, so, so vulnerable to our feelings and to our emotions. And, you know, uh, we get so depressed and lonely and anxious. I mean, I can tell you a countless number of times I've felt so in the last six months because that is how the human mind works. I mean, I mean that's, exactly. that happens a lot to people, especially in the IT field. And, you know, in, 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 the, in a season like this, how, can, how do you think, you know, we can improve the mental health of a person uh, during the COVID seasons? So when I, I when I'm thinking about the situation right now and because we have been through not COVID, but still living in a car and be cut out of everything or from resources, from job and everything. What we had was our faith and of course each other. And I think right now, especially when people are being vulnerable to everything, I feel community is very important that you have, you need to have someone that you can reach out to always. And so having a group of people, for sure, having a Zoom time, having FaceTime and, you know, talking and being vulnerable, someone you can trust and open up to, you need that for sure, because this is not a time to be alone and navigate this whole thing on your own. So that's really important. The other thing is that finding things to be positive about, finding things to be grateful about, and just knowing that I, when I'm sitting here thinking of how I don't, I'm, I feel limited 
okay, first is, of course, I'll think about how I was still limited when I was homeless. But the other thing is when in LA, Skid Row is very famous because there's a, that's like a whole strip of homeless people. And for them to be out there stranded and not having resources and not having any shelter still. And now it's getting cold right now. And I'm like, we now have a home. We have everything. It's everything is accessible to us right now. So taking that, seeing those things and making sure we are, we're actually taking the moment to be grateful for all those things. And there are people out there still struggling and not having the very thing that you have right now at the moment. So that's another thing, thinking positive and being grateful. Um, The other thing is finding things to do. I feel this is the best time to be creative because you're stuck at home. You have nothing else to do. I started this during a pan, during the pandemic in quarantine, you started your podcast during quarantine. <laughs> and so I feel like everyone, I, this Saturday I did a holiday event um, uh, in LA and they, there were a lot of vendors near me. And I was like, so how long have you been doing it? Everybody's answer during quarantine. Everyone started something or the other during quarantine. And I'm looking at their booth and looking at their products. I'm like, you thought of this during quarantine? Like, wow. <laughs> and so. I'm like, I'm, I am, I feel like my, my product, I'm still in shock that I came up with it. But when I see other people's products, I'm like, no way, dude did not come up with that. Like, so like everyone has a story and they've all been wanting to do something. I think this is a time to like, take, take the time to reflect back on the things that you've been wanting to do, or you have caught yourself doing and you're and you can be like, Oh wow, I'm good at that. What if I make something out of that and make money out of it and be able to give back to the community? I'm a big advocate for giving back and I am not someone who's like start a company and make money for yourself. I don't believe in that. I think the community, the world can benefit from your gift, your talents, your resources. So what can you do to make an impact or a change? So God has put talent, creativity in every one of us. So how can you use that? So asking God for wisdom, asking God to multiply that within you and be able to give back. So yeah, these are so many things I'm sure we can all uh, do during this pandemic, during this quarantine. And if you haven't, it is not too late. You don't have to regret that you lost time, that you couldn't do it. There's, there's always right now, there's always this hour. You can always start now. So I feel like I've come across those kind of people too, who are like, I lost all my time. There's no point. There's no more time to do that. No, absolutely. There's time. If you're still breathing, you have time. So Wow. That's, that's inspirational. You know, I think I'll take the snippet of this and post on Instagram because <laughs> I really like that, that part where you just said the story about how things change you know, how many businesses got launched. I I think that's crazy too, because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have actually started businesses and, you know, exploring the creativity of the mind. You know, I think that is one of the most, I mean, we don't know the potential that we have and we never, and and the fact is like, we never know until unless we exploit it. And the thing is like, you know, there's this thing where where like always my teachers, you know, I I mean, I was like kind of like a a really bad kid. I'm not great at academics in school. So, you know, whenever I used to go to school, the teachers would like, Matthew has great potential, but he never used it. So that was like the same catchphrase for every teacher in every school. That's something that I've heard over the years, or over the time, over and over. And you know, and coming right now, so like a year back, you know, I actually identified that. I think that you know, I had the potential, but I never used it. I was lazy. I'm gonna use it now. <laughs> Twenty minutes a year. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> because you I really let your teachers know that. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't have any contacts, but yeah, I definitely should. I mean, I'm really hoping to go back to the school and you know talk to uh, give some motivational talk or like a leadership talk. So I think yeah. that's like pretty sweet revenge to the teachers. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but you know that is something I I would love to do. But you know, this is like this. I start exploring myself. The last one year, I, I know like the the challenge that God has given me, and it is not just to be like you know, just not to sit in a nine to five job, but just like to achieve lots more than we think. You know, and we often limit our abilities to what we have. But you know, that is always you know, and listen, you exploit the potential that you have. I think you know, it is almost impossible for you to know what your true talent is, or where uh, where you lie, where you lie with with your gifts and your talents. And, you know, and I just want to add that to what he just said, but, you know, and I think that is pretty awesome. And like the last question that I have for you, this is a pretty crazy question because I'm pretty sure a lot of people have asked this question to themselves. And I'm also pretty sure that you have asked this question to yourself as well. And, you know, this is something that have happened over and over. But here's a question. How can one person stand up and make a difference in the society? Oh, my gosh. Not, not one person alone can do this. I feel like all of us, when we band together as a community, as a crowd, it takes a village to do it. And But if one person starts this, you can literally be the catalyst for and encourage someone else to follow that path. Even if they have to follow the path that you're walking on or if they have to create a path of their own, it doesn't matter. But you standing up for yourself and taking up something for the first time is going to for bound to for sure, encourage someone. So one person alone cannot, absolutely not, cannot do this. Even me, I, I started this, I can't do it on my own. So I, I asked my husband to hop along this journey. And so he's he's calling himself as the CEO. And so I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I, even even if it's, it's this business, like I still need someone else. And you as a podcast, you have a team running behind this. So all of us need a crowd to do this together. But when all of us stand up and want to be able to do something, if you have that boldness and the enthusiasm and that fired up passion to make a change, you can do it. Anything is possible if you, if you put your mind to it. And anything is possible. Wow. Christ alone. <laughs> wow, that is totally awesome. That was super cool. We had a great time. A great conversation and, you know, so much insight, to be honest, uh, with Rajiv Raja. I mean, sharing an emotional story. I'm sure a lot of people must be already with their Kleenex, you know, wiping their noses off. But people, this is the real story. I mean, there are situations like this that happen. And, you know, I think we all need to see that. I mean, it is not just like, you know, when we see, I mean, uh, when we see people, you think like, you know, oh, wow, they're, they're US, they're well off, you know, or when, when we see people like, you know, you know, obviously like when we were in school, I remember when I was like in Kerala, uh, when I was in Kerala, when I was growing in school, you know, there was particular quote, uh, he's Gulf Malayali. So his parents mm-hmm. are from Gulf. So Gulf is like, you know, Gulf, US, Canada, UK, it's all like the, the, the code term where they say, you know, it's like the rich kid label for us yeah definitely but we've been through tough times too and there's a lot of stories that like just like you and i'm pretty sure there's a lot more of people i mean there, there might be a lot of people struggling but when they hear the story i'm pretty sure they're going to change their minds are going to be changed because they're going to know something like this happened and i believe that's going to serve as an inspiration and as a role model for a lot more people who hear this podcast and i i'm i'm like i'm telling this is what is happening and you know and if we fight together and you know you can fight you have what, what it is in you and you know god has deposited what you have you know god has given you the right talents 
and all all the strength that you need to overcome every situation that you have and you might not feel you are not enough but you know but you are enough god has actually may enable you to do it so keep fighting and even if it's your lives if it's your businesses if it's your jobs or whatever that you might be fighting for keep fighting because you know god has never done and i love this co- uh, particular co- quote by one of my favorite pastors in tulsa he says like this as long as there's breath in your lungs god is not done so if you're breathing let me tell you buddy you know <laughs> there is a lot more in front of you so thank you so much brizi raja for that amazing story yeah. for the sentimental story but uh, a, a powerful affirmation at the end that you know there is god has never done with anybody and you know and thank you so much for being here we totally love the session totally love talking with you thank you so thank much you. so much for having me it's such a pleasure and i hope yes like uh matthew said i hope it really blesses someone and if anyone is encouraged or blessed if you need us someone to talk with just i'm i live in my on my instagram so please dm me i'm sure you <laughs> will also accept that invite you can reach out definitely to well. <laughs> all right all right once again thank you so much rigi for being with us you know and you know we look forward to see some crazy things happening from affirmation dialing and some affirmations as well definitely so thank you so much for being here and to our listeners thank you so much for listening to this podcast and you know uh, do hit up rigi she's a very super super friendly person so she is like you know just like she said she's living on instagram so if you dm her she's going to reply back you know, is there anything if you guys have any advice or any help you know go ahead and hit her up she's a super amazing person if you want to hit us up do hit us up bell with us or myself anybody in our team it is totally cool we are we totally love talking to people and you know, i think that is one thing that we do more than doing business talking to people so we love talking to people and we hope we we get we guys get to talk to a lot of you guys thank you for listening stay tuned for our next episode until then it's bye bye